Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, my friends. I'm Miller from What Culture here, and if you are a regular watcher, you know we have already up the downs for halfway through the year when it comes to WWE. But parity and balance are very important in the internet wrestling community. So I mean, we'll get so mad, oh, so biased, even though it's strange to be biased towards or against any kind of a company. Just enjoy wrestling. The point is. Here is the other side of the tracks. Of course, of course, we are going to take the finger of power and we are going to give the good bits an up and we are going to give the bad bits a down for everything that has happened in All Elite Wrestling in 2021 up to this point, which is not true. It's just a selection of things that I've chosen because I want you to go in the comments and mention anything that I've missed. Let's up those doubts. random one to start with because nobody's talking about it anymore and I still can't believe how good it was. The debut of Shaquille O'Neal. This was absolutely terrific. It was even better because beforehand everyone was like, oh, this is going to be a disaster. I can't believe they're going to do it on a live show. And of course, we had other focal points here as well. I mean, it was Jade Cargill's first big match kind of ever. And Red Velvet, she was on the up and ups and was like, oh man, Cody Rhodes, he better be able to hold it together. And I tell you, if that was his job, he smashed it out the park. Because this was just fun. That's it. That mysterious word that nobody ever mentions anymore. I mean, Cargill within one match came across like an absolute beast. Red Velvet proved that in the future she will be a world champion. Shaq can just do anything apparently. He just walks in and goes, oh, I'm Shaquille O'Neal and everything's fine. And Cody really is, I don't care what you say, one of the best wrestlers in the world. Also, imagine beforehand I had told you, oh, Shaq is going to be smashed through a table courtesy of a Cody Rhodes crossbody. We would have fallen out because you would have assumed I had become a dirty little liar. And sure, it was weird afterwards because the basketball legend just vanished into the abyss, but we will talk about that later. But it does mean when he does come back, he can try and explain this. Well, I don't know what anyone's going to say, but right now I don't care. This ruled. I tell you what else ruled. Kenny Omega's world title reign. Now, for some reason, there are a selection of people that don't agree with this, and that's fine. You're certainly entitled to your opinion, but I just don't get it. The transformation of Kenny into the ultimate idiot with some of the best facial hair I've ever seen and the management duties of Don Callis has entertained me from A to Z, whatever the hell that means, and gets me wanting to tune in every single week. And don't forget the matches that he's given us too. I mean, John Moxley, Jungle Boy, Orange Cassidy, Pac. All of these have felt like a big deal to me. And of course, he is involved with the slowest build in all of professional wrestling at the moment, as he does aim to take out Hangman Adam Page. 
and every beat of that narrative has just been faboo. I mean, it's just old school wrestling at its best, and really deep down in my tootsie toes, I don't think Kenny Omega is capable of having a bad performance. And yes, his ridiculous nature just makes me happy. I mean, he asked Jungle Boy a trivia question before he booted him right in the balls. This is just what I want from my sports entertainment. Certainly, we did just mention the hero that is John Moxley and what another great six months that he has had. But we also mentioned Kenny Omega. One of their match was that exploding barbed wire death thingamajig. And while I felt like everybody exaggerated this like crazy, you also have to be honest with yourself and it does need to get it down. Because what I think that a lot of people forgot is that AEW didn't do this on purpose. Tony Khan was in the back going, I know what we should do. Let's have a dud explosion and really screw people over. No, he was just as mad as you and I. He even refused to pay the pyrotechnic guys. Because of course, you don't give someone money if they didn't do the job. I mean, you ain't paying the pizza man if he turns up with just a box. But the silver lining to all of this is that of course they're going to do this stipulation match again. And when they do, they will absolutely ensure that lightning doesn't strike twice. Which means at some point in probably 2022, you are going to see the biggest explosion ever in the history of professional wrestling. And that can make you feel all warm and fuzzy deep down in your tum tum. So I wouldn't even call this bad. It was just a massive disappointment, but it is what it is. And of course it was a shame that Eddie Kingston had to sell this like he was dead, even though he'd just been poked by a sparkler. But I just said Eddie Kingston's name, and what a tear that man has been on. I mean, he was brilliant in 2020 as it was, but in 2021, especially over the last six months, he has come into his own, and now he's like a pivotal part of the company. I mean, try and imagine it without him. I mean, this goes for so many other people too. I mean, Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker, Jungle Boy, Griff Garrison, Brian Pillman Jr., Ricky Slart, Sammy Guevara, MJF. I could do this until the cows come home, but that's exactly my point. Because slowly but surely, AEW has just been pushing you guys and girls into the spotlight and ensuring they're creating creating new stars, and that is what every single wrestling promotion on the planet needs to be doing. Otherwise, you get five years down the line, and you're like, well, all of our so-called veterans left, left, and we didn't push anybody else. But that's not the case here at all, and now I know who all these people are, and I have specific feelings towards them, so they are just wrestlers. There's no need to shine a spotlight on them anymore. That makes me very happy. Plus, they're all talented. How the hell did you find this many wrestlers with this much talent? So I'm giving it up. And we'll move on to a quite recent one as well, because the arrival of Malachi Black is one of the best debuts in ages. I mean, the whole tease with the lights throughout the night was awesome. The two kicks to Arn Anderson and Cody Rhodes' head. I was like, oh, I can't believe it. And as always, there's a small select people going, I don't want to see Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes. What the flub is wrong with you? That's exactly the kind of match you want to see. That's a top-tier challenge right out of the gates. And of course, this was helped massively because we all thought we were smart nerds going, well, he can't pair up until his 90-day non-compete is over. But he only had a 30-day non-compete, which means we were shocked and it meant we were surprised. And to my word, do I need more of that in wrestling? Because it always works. It also seems like that maybe his gimmick is going to be light-related and I'm all for that. Especially, and this sounds a little bit stupid, but who cares? He could become AEW's version of The Undertaker. And he does have that compelling nature to him. I think he's going to be a massive star. And as we are talking about new arrivals too, another one within the first half of 2021 was Andrade. And yes, fair play at the moment hasn't clicked. Now, as we have said before about other debutantes, I just think we need to give it time. I mean, look at Miro and look at Ethan Page. When they were first on the scene, it's like, okay, yeah, this is kind of cool. And within a few months, they had absolutely found their feet and they were smashing it. And we all know that Andrade has the talent to do that. 
So I guess we just gotta be patient. But yes, at the moment is a little bit directionless and I don't really understand the relationship with Vicky Guerrero. To me, Andrade can stand by himself, but I am confident that when we do revisit this towards the end of 2021, everything will be fine. But as we are grading on a curve and we just talked about Malachi Black, this one gotta get a down. Which leads us on to another gripe, although I will admit to you that it's very minor, but we still kind of live in this world where sometimes you can invest into an AEW story and then poof, it just vanishes. So we had Christian Cage all ready to take on Team Taz and then he just pivoted to House Hardy. Anthony Agogo was showing shots into Cody Rhodes' stomach and then he left TV and I get he had to come back here to the UK for surgery. But from a storyline perspective, it was like, huh? And I mentioned Shaquille O'Neal earlier. He actually did vanish into dust. Mike Tyson was another one. He just came and went like the wind. And of course, this is down to his schedule, but I mentioned this all on ups and downs, so I can't not mention it here. And if you do, you've got to give it a doubt. I do want to make it very clear, though, that I would always rather any kind of promotion tried something new and then went, no, that's rubbish, don't do it anymore, than not try new things. Not try new things is the death knell when it comes to wrestling. I think mostly, I'm just really sad. I want to see Christian Cage go through Team Taz and then, I don't know, beat Taz, put him back in the ring. That would never have happened. And even though the Hardy stuff was a pretty good switch, well, I feel like I've made my point. And I am just going to give the Young Bucks an up to. I mean, they're just great. They just are. And I understand they're not everybody's cup of tea. But as far as I'm concerned, each and every single week, they just get better and better especially after they have become these massive assholes. I mean, the beards, the way they dress, you just want to see them get beaten up, and then when they get in the ring, flub me sideways. I mean, who is as good as this? And while it doesn't tie into 2021, I also do think that we forget that they kind of rewrote the rule book about how you are successful in this industry. Beforehand, it was always, oh, I've got to go WWE, I've got to do this. They went, no, we're going to become massively successful independent talents. They did, and they did all of this after thinking to themselves, maybe we should give this up. So they're really inspirational. I love them though, and they never fail to entertain me, especially with their sparkly shoes. And that is the point. Let's also talk main events. Just tremendous. Because tying into the point I made earlier, AEW just isn't scared about taking their homegrown talent and putting them in this most sacred of spots, which is why we have had some killer main events with people that a couple of years ago, we didn't know who the hell they were. I mean, Darby Allen's been in about three, and every time we seem to get over a million viewers, we had that Sammy Guevara versus MGF match, which may be the best match in Dynamite history, and we had Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker, and for that match alone, I'm giving it a golden up. If you want evidence of what happens when you don't do this, just go back and look at WCW. Now, I was always a WWF guy, because when you were a kid, you pick sides for some stupid reason, I would always peek my head round the corner, and after a while, you just wanted that injection of new blood, and it never came. I just really like the fact that AEW has so much faith in all of these rookies, hence why I've mentioned it twice. I mean, let's take Darby Allen. In 2019, he probably was a curtain jerker, whatever word you want to use, but now, bona fide top guy. I don't even think you could argue with this. Much like we did with WWE 2, I just want to give a massive round of applause and a pat on the back to All Elite Wrestling for somehow getting through this entire pandemic and providing me with some pretty damn good professional wrestling. I mean, they could have dropped the ball loads and I would have gone, well, understandable, the world has gone to its knees, but they didn't and they just kept smashing it up. It's also crazier for AEW because they only started in October 2019. Then by March 2020, they were in Daly's place which they stayed in for pretty much 16 months. 
So Daly's place is now the official home of All Elite Wrestling. How the hell could it not be? Sometimes too, they were on fire to such a degree, I just forgot there weren't real fans. And I don't know how they pulled that off. And that was the same with that ending video they showed a couple of weeks ago. It was summing up the pandemic era. And I had some feelings in my heart of, oh man, I'm really going to miss this. I shouldn't be missing a world where you don't have real people reacting to professional wrestling. But to me, that kind of sums it up. When something is summed up, you get it up. They already given it up, maybe. Well, he got another, but it's still just one. And to finish, we do have to give one last up to what is in many ways, as I've already said, one of the best stories in wrestling right now. But we'll put all the onus onto the Dark Order and onto Hangman Adam Page. It's just how patient we've been with the whole thing and the fact that it hasn't really gone exactly like we assumed it would. Like at first, everyone was like, the Cowboy's going to be the leader of the Dark Order. And we were like, I don't think you should do that because who the hell can step into Brody Lee's shoes? But instead, they've just become the bestest of friends. The Dark Order now is one of the best groups in the entire company. And who saw that coming? And I don't know anybody that doesn't want Hangman Adam Page to become the champion. And that's because we've told his story and it's become about redemption. And who can't identify with that? We still have no idea how this will pay off. I know I go on about it all the time, but at all out, I'd have Hangman Adam Page lose, but let's not talk about it here. But I have just appreciated the fact that I have felt rewarded for sticking with the journey. I remember when Page lost to Brian Cage. It was kind of cool because Page, Cage, and it all rhymes together. Some were like, what have we done? It didn't hurt at all. In fact, it kept it rolling along nicely. It's just wrestling booking, as far as I'm concerned, done right. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.